come on. Yeah, come on. It's like that. It's like that. Hello and welcome to my young, loyal listeners of Teen Bible Study Talk in 10 Minutes. So what do you know? Word on the go. This podcast is brought to you by and produced by Real Time with the Bennett's, where real talk happens all the time. I'm your host, Minister Bennett, of today's episode, and my co-host is the lovely Sister Bennett, as my husband affectionately calls me. Thank you for allowing and trusting us to be a part of your Christian walk. In this week's episode, we will be discussing the purpose of humanity according to God's word. Yeah, that's right. Come on, come on, come on. We are back live in PNT Podcast Studio with another great lesson for another great week. We're going to talk about the purpose of humanity. So let's get down to it. The world and the biblical meaning of humanity. All human beings collectively, the human race, humankind. We can find this also biblically in Psalm 139 and 14. And it says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. I didn't read Genesis 1 and 1, but it wouldn't be right to open a lesson on humanity without reading that verse. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Watch this parallel I want to draw your attention to. Yet another scripture I didn't read needs to be read. John 1 and 1. This one is equally as important as Genesis. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The key to get here is this. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Who is us? It's humanity. God, with the help of the Trinity, established all things before creating humanity. He then waited before sending His Son to save us. My young loyal listeners, we were created for God by God. I'm sure that sounds familiar to some of our older listeners that tune in to hear what we're rapping about here in TNT. I know you're thinking and asking, when am I going to talk about Psalm 139 and 14? We're getting close. We're getting close. I want you to read Genesis 1, 26 and 27. I'm not going to read it. I want to draw your attention to two words, no pun intended. My play on words, two words. The word was with God and the word was God. See, the word is God twice. Okay, okay. In verse 26, God says make. In verse 27, God says created. Why is this so important? Great question from my day one soldiers. To make is to fashion something from something that already exists. That blew my mind. See, you can make an airplane from someone else's design. You can make a boat from someone else's design. You can make anything if you already know how to make it. Wait, but it gets better. To create is to make something you conceived or designed yourself. This means we came from God's consciousness. The connection between Psalm 139 and 14 says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made, created. Your works are wonderful, and I know that full well. I want to pause and ask you, what do you know? Because the psalmist says he know that full well that we are wonderfully made. So again, what do you know? Jeremiah 1 and 5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. What I can say is God knew. God already knew. He knew he decided on who you should be before he fashioned you. He knew he had already set you apart for his work and purpose. He knew he appointed us to be the head and not the tail. What God didn't account for was this. No matter how nice he was to us, how much he blessed us, no matter how many times he saved us from ourselves. And finally, he knew no matter how many books 
39 to be exact, he inspired to be written in the Old Testament to reveal to us our God-given purpose, that free will, yes, free will, that he gave each and every one of us would become the great disruptor of his well-thought-out and conceived plan for all of humanity. Because he foreknew he gave us his only begotten son that we could be redeemed back to him to fulfill our purpose to assist with the reconciliation of all humanity. To God, all lives matter. To God, all lives are worth saving. To God, all humanity was created equal. To God, all have sinned and fall short of the glory requiring the redemptive nature of his son, Jesus Christ. If you can remember, Jesus and God are one. Jesus said, if you have seen the Father, then you have seen him. He is the identifiable word of God. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back after this short break. We are back live in PNT Podcast Studio after that short break where we were talking about humanity. We're going to talk about some practical ways to see the purpose of humanity. What say you about the purpose of humanity? I know if you were alive here in the PNT Podcast Studio with us or alive on the phone, you would say humanity is the perfect craftsmanship of God to serve God through the evangelizing of the good news of Christ to lead the lost back to the kingdom of God. We can end this week's lesson right there with that perfect answer, thanking God for his son's sacrifice. Well, I don't want to leave you guys without at least four ways to grow in your Christian humanity. So let's get started. Number one, tap into the things that go beyond what brings you satisfaction and joy. Prayer is it. It's just that simple. Job 42 and 10. And the Lord restored the fortunes of Job when he had prayed for his friends, and the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. The prayer for humanity might be just a little more difficult. Luke 6, 27 and 28. But I say to you who are listening, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you and pray for those who insult you. The first scripture allows you to pray for your friends. The second requires you to pray for your enemies. Number two, get in touch with your personal Christian values. This is an easy one. Well, I hope it is. The list goes something like this. Generosity, share with the poor, Proverbs 22 and 9. Show courage, God will go wherever he sends you, Joshua 1 and 9. Show love, we are to love because he first loved us, 1 John 4 19. Respect. Show respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God. Hope. God promises a future of hope. Just have faith. Peace. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be the humanity of God. Matthew 5 and 9. Okay, well, the last one doesn't exactly say that, but it means the exact same thing. Number three. Grow the empathetic view. Empathy is the very heart of Christianity, and this is the key to understanding who God is, who Jesus is, and who believers in Jesus shall become. The result of the empathetic you is that for those you empathize with, the testimony of your story will change them for the better. God needs the empathetic you for his purpose and humanity. Number four, change your perspective and view. The best way to address a change in your perspective of humanity is first to identify and confirm what you currently believe about the Christian life. Is life the air that we breathe? Or is life pure energy? From a Christian's perspective, one would say that life is action, faith, belief, and relationships. Life is built on emotional swings, miracles, and facts. Life is growth, change, and experience. Life is intelligent, sorrowful, and full of regrets. The life you live is a story filled with forgiveness, hate, love, disappointment, discouragement, and questions. 
So here's a question for you. Do you need a change in your perspective or not? Hey, let's see what they're rapping about over here in the conversation corner. Hey, Minister Bennett. What y'all rapping about over here? We were chatting about humanity and why we are here. Some felt that because of their age, they didn't have a purpose, but I assured them that they most certainly do. I reminded them of what we spoke about last week when I told them that Jesus started his ministry at the age of 12. Of course, they were like, okay, Miss Pam, that was Jesus, but me, I don't think so. I explained that they should never doubt who they are and what gifts they have within them. Each one of us has a purpose. We were not made by mistake. Jeremiah the prophet was also young when he started his ministry. In Jeremiah 1, verses 4 through 7, it reads, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am a youth, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. So when God calls you, remember he knew who you were before you were born. He will give you the words to speak, and you'll know within your heart that it's God speaking to you. Because what he tells you to speak will never be anything that would hurt a person. It will never cause anyone to stumble in their Christian walk, and it will never cause a person to turn away from God. And in saying that, we must remember that sometimes we are the only Bible that people will read. So your actions, your words, your attitudes, and the way you carry your, yourself should always reflect Jesus. So when all of these things are added together, you'll know that you are here for a purpose and God needs you. He may use you to help another person through a crisis or a suicidal thought. He may use you to speak a word or sit and have a conversation with an elderly person who feels alone or forgotten. He may use you to send a text to check on somebody, and it'll come at just the right time when they're feeling down. And I say text because, you know, y'all young folk rarely make a phone call. You're probably sitting there still trying to figure out what the phone icon means. But at any rate, God needs you and you are important. So if you think I'm not talking about you because you still don't understand why you are here, read Ephesians 2, specifically verse 10, which reads, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So friends, go and let God use you for good works because he knew beforehand that you are more than capable to perform them. In summary, the importance of seeing the purpose of humanity. We all have a desire to rise above the ordinary to distinguish ourselves. We want our lives to count for something bigger and greater than ourselves. Yet there is a right way and wrong way we can pursue this goal. I close this lesson with two powerful scriptures to meditate on. He has made, created, everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. Ecclesiastes 3.11 God will render to each one according to his deeds. Eternal life to those who by patient continuance in doing good, seek for glory, honor, and immorality. But to those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. Romans 2, 6, and 8. 
As always, please don't forget to subscribe and share so that you and your friends will get all future notifications when new and exciting episodes are uploaded and posted. Until next time, stay safe and live a life holy and acceptable to God. After all, it's your reasonable service. With a special thank you to LJ Productions for post-production's editing techniques and used for this podcast. This podcast was sponsored in part by the Body of Christ Church in Waldorf, Maryland, Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, its Christian Education Ministry, in association with Real Time with the Bennetts. Well, Real Talk What? You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.